Welcome everyone to the NBA podcast of RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I am your host, Munaf Manji, and joining me tonight to help me break down everything that we've seen in the NBA on Friday night and look ahead to the Friday night schedule in the association, the man who doesn't get much sleep, it's Sleepy J. Sleepy, how are you doing this evening, my friend? I'm uh, currently excited to get some rest after a long week of work. It's probably going to be a crazy weekend, too, because we got a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on this weekend, obviously, NBA. I know you covered the UFC pod as well, a UFC uh, main event or pay-per-view event, I should say, going down this weekend. And, of course, we have college football, college basketball, and, of course, the NFL on Sunday. So a lot of action happening this weekend. And speaking of action, Sleepy, our best bets go one and one uh, as far as our uh, yeah best bets for the pod. We'll get to our player prop best bet a little later on when we give it out for the Saturday card. But we ended up splitting the the, the card there going one and one. The Wolves um, barely get it done for me. They made it very, very close uh, towards the end there. They get the seven-point victory over the San Antonio Spurs, 117-110. Uh, Wolves covering the six uh, point um, spread that they I gave out on the pod uh, last night, and the number closed around six and a half for the Minnesota Timberwolves, so they get the job done. Um, on the other side, James Harden and the LA Clippers just absolutely get blitzed in this game by the Dallas Mavericks. A final score of one forty four to one twenty six, and sleeper. This game was pretty much over by halftime. The Dallas Mavericks had a 26-point lead going into the half over the L.A. Clippers, and Luka almost had 30 points in the first half. He finished the game with 44, 17 of 21 from the floor, but James Harden, another clunker of a game. He did play 29 minutes. He finished with three assists, unfortunately, but I think this Clippers team has a lot more questions now, Sleepy, than answers as of the trade since they made for James Harden. No, I'm not surprised at all. We talked about this a little bit about bringing a new player in. You kind of got to get them a little integrated. I'm not surprised. You have four mouths to feed here with this Clippers team. They're going to be okay, though. I think this is going to be a good basketball team. But you take them, you put them on the road against a team like Dallas who knows who they are, what they want to do. So I'm not surprised at the struggles here at all. I'm not surprised that James Harden's kind of trying to find his footing. Does he want to be a shooter? Does he want to be an assister? Now, I gave up my best bet tonight, James Harden, over assist. Wasn't close on that. So it was kind of one of those situations where me as a professional handicapper should have looked at the situation beforehand and said, you know what, there's four guys out there. They haven't figured it out yet. What am I trying to do as a handicapper trying to figure it out for them? So that's a losing recipe for success. So, uh, you know, don't do that. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take my own advice there. Don't do that. But I think the Clippers are going to be fine. Yeah, I think that this is a situation where we just have to give them a little bit more time. And once we actually feel a little bit more comfortable there, Manoff, like of who this team is and what their identity and what their you know, game plan is going to be on a night-in, night-out basis, then maybe we can go ahead and start wagering on them. But for right now, especially with, with this lesson that I learned tonight, when it comes to the Clippers, Manoff, it's going to be probably pass, pass, pass for me. Yep. So maybe maybe we don't do those games for an, for a couple, maybe for like a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, I think for the Clippers, it's going to be it's going to take some time for them to figure it out, right? And I think that we mentioned this on the uh, on the on the Friday pod that you know I think they're just going through the growing pains right now. Like you mentioned that there's four mouths of feed right now with Russell Westbrook, James Harden. 
Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So I, I have full faith in Tyloo there. They will be eventually able to figure it out. But right now, like you mentioned, I agree with you that we put them on the no bet list at least for a week until you know they figure things out on how they want to run their offense and their rotations right now. We'll flip the page here, uh, Sleepy, and we'll look over to the Saturday card. A four-game schedule on Saturday. Um, not not a huge card, but I think most of the games are going to be on Sunday. But there are some intriguing matchups. We'll discuss one here that jumps off the page, and that is going to include my best bet for Saturday night. So we'll look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are visiting the Golden State Warriors. Warriors as it stands right now, consensus odds are a four-point home favor with a total of 222.5. I'm sorry, 223.5 is the total right now. And uh, I'll jump into my best bet here, and then we can break down this game here as well. So I'm looking at the Warriors in this spot at home as a four-point favorite. And number one, the Warriors are in a revenge spot here against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They did take a loss to the Cavs in Cleveland last Sunday by the score of 115 to 104. And they didn't shoot particularly well in that game, Sleepy. Uh, you take a look at that box where the Warriors were only 36.4% from the field. And they shot, I believe, 39% from three-point land. So they didn't have a lot of success uh, inside the three-point line there. But here's a team trend that I really like that's backing this play here for the Warriors. Uh, since the 2018 season, after the Warriors are coming off of a loss and their next game is at home, the Warriors are 62-32 and 32 straight up. That's 66%. And they are 56 and 38 against the spread in that span at a covering rate of 59.6%. Also, the Cleveland Cavaliers, over their last two road games, they've struggled. And defensively, they've been bad in those games. They've given up 120 plus points in both of those games, which was against the, uh, let's see here, it was the uh, Indiana Pacers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I like the spot here for the Warriors back at home in a revenge spot where they're comfortable in that in that uh, home arena there. And I like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. The core is all healthy in this game. Chris Paul, Draymond Green, they're all going to be out there. So give me the Warriors minus four over the Cleveland Cavaliers here, Sleepy. I don't mind that. I actually wanted to ask you a question about the Warriors in general. Do you feel like maybe like that they – kind of like set like a, a personal goal for this team because you know, we t- we listen to Draymond talk and we listen to this team talk over the last year where it kind of just seemed like they were just going through the motions, didn't really have any goals. Like, yeah, they won the title and that was all great and stuff like that. But then they come back, you know, with Jordan Poole and that season just didn't start out all that, all that well. But I feel like the Warriors actually have goals in mind and I don't know what they are. You know, maybe it's go out and win 60 games this year or something. But just through the first nine games of the year, it feels to me like this Warriors team that they have um, a, just a different feel to them. Like it seems like they are uh, motivated to something. I don't know what it is. Uh, obviously, it's probably some type of goal. But do you feel the same way or do you feel like this is the same old Golden State Warriors team? Because I don't. I think they are out. I don't want to say to come out and prove something this year because we know the championship caliber team this is. But going back to what you said about what Draymond Green was saying that the, the feel of this team is different. Obviously, last season we saw what transpired between Draymond Greed and Jordan Poole. And I think a lot of that had to do with 
maybe the chemistry issues last season before the trade of Jordan Poole going over to the Washington Wizards. And in so many words, Draymond Green this season came out and said that you know, guys are excited to come into work. Uh, everybody's heads are high. We saw the woes last season as well on the road in particular with this Golden State Warriors team where we know at home this team is absolutely fantastic. But last season, this was not a team that was very good on the road. I don't think that's a secret where they ended up with a record of 11-30 and 30 last season on the road. Just to put that into comparison, the two worst teams in the Western Conference last year, the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs, both of those teams on the road were 8-33. and 33. The Warriors were only three games better than that on the road, but they still finished up as the sixth seed in that Western Conference, finishing with a record of 44-38, and 38, and they took care of business at home. So far this season, they're 2-1 and one on the road. Uh, I think, uh, I'm sorry, they are, let me rephrase that. Um, on the road this season, yeah, they are 5-2. and two. So, I mean, look, they've almost already have accomplished half of the wins that they had last season in the entire season on the road already this year. Five of their six wins have come on the road. And again, I think Steve Kerr also said that last year was probably an outlier for the team of what transpired on the road. So I just to put into so many words what you said, I think that Golden State Warriors, number one, are set out to I'm not saying that they're what their goal is. Obviously, the end goal is always to win a championship. But when we're talking about the regular season, this team is going to definitely be a top three. Would I be surprised if they finished up as a number one seed? No, I wouldn't be because this team, again, with the core nucleus of the Splash Brothers, with Chris Paul with Andrew Wiggins and have coach Steve Kerr still there with his team. This team always has a fighting chance, not only to be the best team in the regular season, but obviously to win championships. And maybe that's it. Maybe it's just as, as simple as that. Maybe it's just, look, we can't go out and play like this on the road. You know, some of their best efforts this year have come on the road. So maybe it's just something simple like that. And I think that, you know, if we think that that's something and we notice like that they're playing, uh, I guess it's hard to tell, like if, if they're playing like really good team basketball or team defense on the road, but you know, maybe that's a, a spot where typically the market, if you remember last year, they didn't like the Warriors at all on the road. Like they were they were in games that they probably would have should have been favored in that they just weren't. Maybe maybe the market hasn't fully fixed itself yet with the Warriors on the road. Maybe we still have a little bit more time to go ahead and take advantage of that if we agree that maybe that's one of their goals and, and they're just looking like a different team. So good conversation with that. Kind of dig it. Yeah, 100%. This will be a team that I'm definitely going to be keeping uh, my eye on is the Golden State Warriors. Meanwhile, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, a subpar start to the season, I guess we can say. They're sitting at 3-5. and five. I know it's still early on the season. They're just 1-3 and three on their home floor. They are 2-2 two and two on the road. But like I did mention, they've lost two straight games on the road. They've given up 120-plus points. And see, this is a conversation or a question that I wanted to ask you about the Cleveland Cavaliers that you know, we've read the rumors and, and things like our – about donovan mitchell what is his end game that he does what does he want to end up with the new york knicks or is this going to be his last season with the cleveland cavaliers if you had to put money down right now what do you think donovan mitchell's future is with this cleveland cavaliers team i don't think it's long for cleveland i think that he's probably going to find himself probably off this team rather sooner than later you know one of the things that i think uh we maybe like a steph curry right he's built for the Golden State Warriors. He's probably never going to leave there. But at times we see, you know, it's like, oh, this big star left, the place that he was at for five, six, seven, eight years, and we thought he was going to be there forever. Sometimes guys get happy feet. It was like, 
wow, it's nice to not feel like I'm attached. And once they get away, they 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 kind of feel like they can run anywhere that they want to. So uh, if Donovan Mitchell feels like he's trying to chase a championship, then there's no way he's going to stay in Cleveland because I don't think Cleveland has the roster um, to even compete for a championship right now, like like a legit championship, good basketball team. So I would expect him to probably probably ditch out of there probably next year. That's kind of what I think. Yeah. Um, and he he kind of just fits the mold for me. Like he feels like a guy that once he's on the move, he's just going to continue to to keep moving. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I think the days are definitely limited for Donovan Mitchell uh, in uh, a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. Turning the page here, Sleepy, we've started the conversations about the awards market uh, here in the association, and today we wanted to discuss the most improved player of the year uh, market here in the uh, NBA for this season. And right now, the odds-on consensus favorite is Tyrese Maxey, uh, around a plus 175 favorite for most improved player of the year award. Followed by Scotty Barnes, Cam Thomas, uh, Kate Cunningham, Alpern and Shangoon. Um, and the odds get longer that are lo- get longer uh, for Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, and the further list down we go. Uh, I'll let you kick this off. Uh, do you think that this is number one? Or let me sp- uh, preface by saying this. And anytime I'm looking at the awards mark, and I think the theme that I've kind of seen when we talk about the most improved player of the year award. Is number one, obviously, is seeing a scoring increase from year to year when they've won that award, right? And typically what I've seen is that a player's average goes anywhere from five points, uh, five to seven points uh, in increase in their scoring per game. And also, the one thing that really stuck out to me is that the player that usually wins these awards, the uh, MIP award, is a player that usually gets their first all-star appearance. We saw that last year with Lori Markkinen. Uh, a few years ago when John Morant won the award here as well. So some of those guys that I just reeled off on this list are guys that have not made the all-star team. Um, And again, guys that are exceeding, I guess, expectation right now for this upcoming season for, or this season, I should say, for their respective teams and looking to make that all-star bid. But any guys at the top that uh, uh, excite you or you can add somebody that's further down the list uh, on the odds right now for this award of most improved player of the year? I think it's interesting when you look at the list. So Maxi's number one, plus 145, plus 150. And you can say it's like an addition by subtraction. You take out James Harden, now Maxi's going to step up. He's going to get all those opportunities. The only thing that worries me about Maxi is the fact that he has the MVP on his team in Embiid. And Embiid's going to get all, you know, he's going to end up getting all the talk about him. He's going to get all the highlights and things like that. So that worries me about Maxi. But like you were saying, that there are particular certain types of criteria that you have, kind of have to fit into that mold. And Maxi will probably fit in there. Scotty Barnes is interesting. You know, I, I went ahead and I talked to you and McKenzie, what, about a week ago. And I said, if you don't have Scotty Barnes in front of Pascal Siakam, you need to go ahead and you need to do that because Scotty yep. Barnes has taken over as this team's number one. But again, it's it's one of those situations where there's a lot of mouths to feed there, you know, in Toronto. I think the one guy that that I would strongly consider, and I think that we're starting to see that surge now, is actually Anthony Edwards at 60 to 1. It feels like he's slowly taking this team completely over. And if he can go ahead and I don't want to say be the leading scorer in the league, 
because right now Embiid's averaging, what, 31.6 points per game. If Edwards can go ahead and stay in that 28, 29, maybe even 30 points per game, and this team can continue to win, a 60-1 to ticket in your pocket with a guy like him, I think it's going to end up being the ticket that you're going to be happy with because if Edwards can go from, let's just say last year, and let's be fair, probably in that 30 to 40 range. That's probably where a lot of people would have probably placed him, thinking that that there was a ceiling for him, you know, maybe to be like a top 20, top 15 type of player. But I think what we're all seeing here now, Manoff, is that this dude could be one of the best players in the league. He could easily be top 10. And let's just say that that plays out this year. Let's say he finishes, you know, in like top 10 in a lot of statistical areas at 60 to 1. You're going to be really, really happy to have that ticket. So I think that that's a long shot you probably want to take a look at. As far as the shorter odds, guys, I don't think I would really play any of those guys. I would rather have a long shot ticket in my pocket that I think, you know, at least has a a half-decent chance versus, you know, Tyrese Maxey could get overshadowed and and maybe even Scotty Barnes or Cam Thomas at some point. Even though he's good there, Manoff, he always finds his way to the bench at some point. So it's like, is there a lot of trust there? Cade Cunningham is interesting because we were talking, and I think it was on our first podcast, how mm-hmm. I felt like this dude was ready to just take over, take all the shots, and it, I don't think he's fully done that yet. But if he does, he's another guy that you know statistically could just end up doubling, tripling what he did last year. So those are some guys, but Ant, I would strongly consider getting a ticket of him at sixty to one. Especially for Cade Cunningham, last season he only played in 12 games, averaged 19.9 points per game, and this season in nine games, uh, he's averaging 24 points per game so far for the um, Detroit Pistons, and also the assist numbers uh, have increased for him every single year uh, that he's been in the uh, NBA. His rookie season, 5.6 assists last season in six games, sorry, in uh, 12 games six assists and then this year he's averaging 7.1 assists per game for the uh detroit pistons um the one guy that i was looking at is my guy alpernane changun and last season i feel like he really emerged uh and we've seen the potential of what alpernane changun can do for the houston rockets uh it was just that he didn't have the proper coaching because steven silas at the time he was hired to be the rockets head coach was thinking that he was going to get to coach guys like Russell Westbrook when he was on the Rockets and James Harden. And lo and behold, we saw the exit of James Harden and Russell Westbrook uh, following that. But now Shane Goon, with the proper coaching, that he's come in with Ime Udoka taking over as the head coach. His numbers have increased for um, the Rockets as well. And and Coach Ime Udoka has come out and said that Shane Goon is the quarterback of our offense in, in so many words. And this season... You know, through the first eight games, he's averaging 19 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game. He's also averaging 6.1 assists per game for the Rockets. And, you know, as as a Rockets fan and, and as a local guy here, you know, they've he's kind of they've kind of crowned Alpern and Shangun as the baby joker, um, you know, so far in his career. So I think that he's only going to get better. And I think that, again, if he continues to play that he the way he does, number one, he should get all star consideration but also should be in that conversation for most improved player of the year award. And I don't write, and I agree with you. I don't want to mess with the guys right now that are at the top of this uh, list, as far as the consensus favorites of Tyrese Maxey and Scotty Barnes, because I think that value is definitely gone. Um, you know, you could have got better numbers at the beginning of the season. You know, it's kind of comical, right? Because you said like the baby joker and it was like, well, this dude easily could have won the MVP 
three times in a row. Now, look, I know you're a Rockets fan, but I was actually thinking the same damn thing. I'm like, he's not giving out a biased opinion here. Like, he was really raw, and he was all banged up, too. Like, he had a little bit yeah. of injury concern and stuff. But if you watch this dude play, there's a chance that if there's a coach that can go out there and say, just go out there and do you, dude. You're our number one. And they don't have to cater to all the other guys around him. If they let him continue to take this role, he's going to start getting those triple doubles. He's going to start actually playing the game like Jokic. And I think that the league has kind of evolved. Like it was like, you know, the Steph Curry with the outside shot. Now you're seeing these centers take more of a role. And when they take this type of role, they're hard to stop. So he's only going to continue to grow. And I don't want to sit here and say like, yeah, well, yeah, baby Joker. Don't be surprised if he starts putting up numbers very, very similar because he actually has that much talent. So it's interesting that you said him, but he's a guy that I was, you know, looking at in fantasy and things like that and player props you know, over like the last like year, year and a half because the dude's got a shitload of talent. Yeah, I agree. So hopefully he continues to play the way that he has this season. Uh, any other guys on this list that intrigue you for uh, most improved player of the year? Uh, sleep before we move on. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. No, I think probably maybe we, we revisit this maybe in like another two weeks. I think the the only concern I have for some of the guys at the top there 
is that they are going to end up playing on on losing teams like somebody like a Cade Cunningham or you know even like a Sangoon like those guys are going to end up on on rosters that you know probably don't make the playoffs or if they do I mean they're going to be you know right there and I always want to go ahead and look to go ahead and play on a guy that's going to be on a winning team because I think that a lot of the winning you know was going to get credited to that particular guy so that's why I was saying, you know, somebody like a like an Edwards, they're probably going to end up having a winning record. So, those are the guys I look at first, and I and I tend to not just throw the guys on crappy teams away, but you got to give me a really really good reason. Like you have to be the number one, you have to be leading statistically, not just on your team, but you know, in the league for me to really go ahead and take a shot with you. Yep, I 100% agree with uh, entirely what you just said there about these players. Uh, flipping the page here, I did already give out my best bet for the Saturday card. I am on the Warriors minus the four, hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sleepy, you want to take us to your best bet for the Saturday card? All right, so I'm going to be a little bit square here, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to follow the market, and I'll take the Atlanta Hawks minus the four and a half points. And it's pretty simple. You are not going to have the services here of Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero has probably been the Miami Heat's best player from the beginning of the season till now. So he has an ankle sprain. It looks like he's probably going to miss a little bit of time. And the way that Miami started out this year, it was like really there wasn't a whole lot of contribution outside of Tyler here. I mean, I I don't want to throw a lot of shade here. So, I mean, I think Adebayo was doing pretty well. But I think the kind of circle of the wagons, get everybody back in the line here for this particular game on a road game, it's going to be a little bit tough. So I agree with the market. Four and a half points, I think that that's fine. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Heat end up coming into this one, especially off of, I think they would won like, what, like three straight games in a row. I don't want to say fat and happy, but just happy that that they at least got some wins in the win column. And they might come in here and they might actually get blasted. So um, I'll take the Hawks minus the four and a half. I feel pretty comfortable with that. I think this number probably continues to rise. And I wouldn't be afraid to go ahead and bet it at minus five, minus five and a half if it does get that high. So give me the Hawks, best bet. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you when you're on the Hawks here because Mac and I did give out, uh, or Mac gave out the uh, Hawks uh, as his uh, win total of the year of over 42 and a half. But, I mean, you talk about that three-game win streak for the Miami Heat. I mean, were you, are you really overly impressed of who they've beaten? I mean, they beat the Wizards, who were one of the worst, if not the worst defensive team in the entire league. With the Lakers, um, we talked about that yesterday. I haven't been overly impressed with that team. And the Memphis Grizzlies, who are without John Morant, they beat them, um, did the Heat by six points. And I think, um, yeah, they also lost by six points tonight to the Memphis Grizzlies to the Utah Jazz. So not overly impressive victories for the uh, Miami Heat. And I, I, again, I, the Atlanta Hawks team, yes, they were in Mexico City uh, on Thursday night, traveling back home. Uh, to Atlanta to host the Miami Heat. But again, for this Atlanta Hawks team, I feel like when we talk about, at least for myself, when I'm looking at teams, they check the three boxes when I'm looking at guard play, three and D guys, and then presence inside the front court and also the head coach as well. So at four and a half right now, I agree with you. I do like the Atlanta Hawks in this spot here as well. So it'd be a lot of great things going on right now at pregame.com and right now with the NBA in full swing and also college basketball that tipped off this uh, week as well. Right now over on pregame.com, uh, if you go to the website, you can get a package 
of any pregame pro, whether it's NBA or college uh, basketball. Originally, the normal price is $575 for this, but if you make sure and use that promo code NBA, you can get that reduced price down to only $477. Again, that's either an NBA package for any pregame pro or college basketball season access for any pregame pro. Make sure you use that promo code NBA because the, normally this price is $575. But if you use that promo code, like I mentioned, that'll go down to $477. And hey, if you want both packages, you want that combo of the NBA and college basketball season access normally the price of this package is 875 but again if you use that code nba you can get this down to 777 dollars for any pregame pro for either college basketball and the nba and sleepy we have one more great promo going on right now for uh any uh body on that comes in and signs up with uh pregame.com what do you what do we got for the people well if you guys sign up for pregame.com all you gotta do is go over there enter your email you'll also become a member instantly and you'll also get a free 25 dollars instantly so uh just go over to pregame sign up you'll get a free 25 dollars and if you guys are even looking for another free pick this weekend uh if you are a member already all you have to do is enter NBA 25 and you guys will get a free pick there. So a lot of free stuff going on at pregame.com. 100%. All right, one order of business left here, Sleepy, and that is going to be our player prop best bet. Unfortunately, we did lose the John Collins prop points and rebounds to go over 22 and a half. He finished with thir- uh, sorry 21 uh, in the game against the Memphis Grizzlies, and I don't want to call out his free throw shooting, but he did miss two free throws in that game. Uh, which would have uh, got us over the uh, projection there of uh, 22 and a half. But hey, we're still three and two on the season. We're still at 60%. Uh, what do we got for our player prop best bet for the Saturday card here, Sleepy? All right. Why don't we go ahead and take Steph Curry over his point total? Right now it's at 27 and a half. I will say this quickly about John Collins. Sometimes I don't even get pissed. Like, I, I, if I have a guy that misses by a point, misses by half, like, yeah, that stinks. But I would rather at least feel like at least I'm on the right side. Like, when I gave out Harden tonight as my best bet, like, that was completely, like, the wrong, wrong pick. Like, bad pick. Should feel bad about that. But when you lose by a half a point or a point, at least you know you were at least in the right lane. So, if we didn't get it home tonight, nothing to really be, you know, kind of hold our heads down with. But... We're going to make it up with Steph Curry here. Steph Curry, 27 and a half points over. I'll let you go ahead and lead out the handicap with that one, but I dig it. Yeah, Curry right now I think is playing at first an MVP level. On the season, he's averaging 30 points per game with a true shooting percentage of 71.6. And again, there's no question ever about Steph Curry in the shot volume because he is the offense for uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors that makes that offense go. I know Draymond Green initiates the offense, but Steph Curry, we know, is the, the best shooter that we've seen in our generation. And if we take a look at uh, what really stood out to me about Steph Curry is that he has gone over this projection of 28 and a half, sorry, 27 and a half points uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers head-to-head matchups in eight straight games, Sleepy. And also... In those eight straight uh, games, head-to-head against the Cavs, four of those eight games, he's produced 40 or more points uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And like I mentioned, as my best bet with the Warriors minus four, 
I think this is going to be a spot where Steph Curry comes out on his home floor, shoots the ball very well, and uh, hopefully, for our sake, we get another winning streak started here. So Steph Curry at 27.5, we're taking the over on his points. And also mentioned this, in those eight games head-to-head against the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's been in double-digit three-point attempts. And in his career against the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's shooting 49.5% from beyond the arc. So I think that Steph Curry is going to have a phenomenal night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Our uh, player prop best bet, Steph Curry, over 27.5 points for this game here, Sleepy. Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I think the one thing that you notice with Steph Curry is when they're struggling in the game, he has no problem taking the ball and saying, I'm going to go and, and help us here. I'm, I'm going to take some shots and I'll take care of everything. But you also have to take a look at what happened with Golden State this year off of a loss. Steph Curry, 41 points in the Sacramento oh. game coming off of a loss to the Suns. And then Steph Curry off of a loss to these Cleveland Cavaliers went ahead and put up 34 against Detroit. So he's gone over this total twice off of a loss. So coming off of a loss now against Denver, I think Curry's in line for 35 plus. Would not shock me if he gets close to 40. I do want to ask you one more question here before we wrap up. Sure. Do you actually think like Steph Curry is trying to go ahead and win the MVP this year? Because we were talking about goals. I think this might actually be a goal for Steph. Uh, Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think that right now, Uh, You can still find some great odds on Steph Curry to win MVP. I think that, again, we talked about the Warriors extensively on this pod, and um, I don't don't know how this turned into a Warriors podcast, but it did. But I I think that, again, the vibes are great right now within that team, and Steph Curry's playing some great basketball. And again, like I mentioned, that if they do end up as a number one seed in that Western Conference, and Steph Curry ends up leading the league in points per game, He's definitely going to be in that conversation for MVP. And everybody loves Steph Curry, right? Because he's the greatest shooter of all time in our generation that we've seen. He's put up all sorts of records. And I think that is something that is on his mind. And as long as he can stay healthy, sleepy, and he plays that criteria of having at least a minimum of 65 games, his name is going to be in that conversation for MVP. So um, I believe Mac mentioned it when we talked about the MVP market of of getting Steph Curry um, and getting a ticket on him to win the MVP. So I agree. I, I, I'm I, I'm on the Steph Curry uh, MVP uh, wagon here, or I'm gonna get a I'm on a ticket. I already have a ticket on him, so yeah. Hopefully, he continues to play well, uh, and I think that is another personal goal that he's gonna have to uh, or does have for himself. But also, I think that if the Warriors are gonna have success, it's obviously gonna be on the back of Steph Curry. Yeah, and I think one of the beautiful things that happened with this team in the offseason is the fact that. They didn't bring a scorer in. They brought in Chris Paul. Yeah. So it's like, hey, look, Wiggins, you go out there, you get your 14. Clay, any given night, get your 14, get your 24. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get my 30 every night as much as I possibly can. So I actually think that he is going for that. I think that that is another personal goal, you know, that he set for himself. Because, you now he's coming down to the end of his career. How many years does he have left? You know, five, six, yeah. seven, eight yeah. more. If he can get another championship, if he can go in and get another MVP, I mean, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. So it should be interesting. But this this one's going to cash for us. Yeah, hopefully uh, this one uh, is an easy cash for us. And we'll start a new winning streak for our player prop best bet, which is still three and two on the season, uh, hitting at 60%. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this NBA podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview. Like Sleepy mentioned, a lot of great action happening this weekend, not only from the NBA, but college basketball, college football. 
UFC uh, 295 goes off this weekend as well. And of course, NFL on Sunday. Sleepy, any parting thoughts for our wonderful listeners? Good luck this weekend. Don't do anything stupid. (laughs) Words from a wise man. There it is. Uh, Enjoy the games this weekend. Bet responsibly. And we'll talk to you guys down the road.